is a feeling we all want Sometimes it seems impossible But it's truly what you came here for Let me show you how to feel it more A feeling once you learn to navigate Except and now you contemplate Shake on my friend and don't resist Feelings and start to feel the beat Yeah, yeah, yeah It's not hard when you choose differently What you want ain't always what you think will be enough Accept it all and just allow yeah, yeah. Everything's exactly how it should be Suffering's resisting what you don't want to feel Accept it all and be Hello, I'm Reverend Jen Wild, Senior Minister for New Dawn Center for Spiritual Living. New Dawn Center is a global community, and we welcome all people, all paths, all ways of thinking, all philosophies. So know that you are welcome here, and thank you for joining our online community. I invite you to just relax, take a deep breath as we move in to this sacred time. Please join me in prayer. Mm. As we just breathe into this moment right here and now, may we turn our attention within. May we go inside to that beautiful, beautiful place of peace. And this morning, we remember the power that is God the power that permeates all life, all things, all conditions. And we know that this power, this presence, this light that is God, is spirit, is in everything and is in each and every one of us. And as we go into this time together, this sacred, sacred time, we know that spirit is with us always. And knowing this, we are assured that we are never alone. We are connected. We are united. And how beautiful that is, how blessed that is. And so right here and right now, I use my word to affirm that God is all there is. And I also affirm that all people everywhere are blessed by God, in God, and as God. And I know that this time is perfect, absolutely perfect, as the, as the right words, as the right ideas come forth, touching our hearts, opening our minds. And so we just simply allow this to be, and we call it good, and we let it go, and so it is. Quite a few years ago, I heard a story told by Dr. Wayne Dyer. And in this story, he was traveling on an airplane. And what happened was they hit a storm. 
and the turbulence began to jostle the plane, worse than any situation he ever remembered being in. And he's watching around in the cabin of the plane, and he's seeing people tap into fear, hysteria. And you know how it is when you're on a plane and suddenly it feels like the bottom kind of drops out and you kind of like shout out a little bit. Well, there was a lot of that going on. And even the flight attendants appeared to be very concerned. And so as he's just looking around the cabin and noticing all of this, he started to realize that he was perfectly calm, that he was not tapping into that fear, that anxiety. And what he came to realize was that it wasn't because he knew the plane would land safely. It was because he knew that if death was imminent, that would be okay. And that was one of the first realizations he ever had that he was not afraid of dying. In his 30th and final book, change your thoughts, change your life. He talks about the Tao. And in the 74th verse of the Tao, which is titled, Living with No Fear of Death, he said this, If you realize that all things change, there is nothing you will try to hold on to. If you are not afraid of dying, there is nothing you cannot achieve. He became well-known for his mindset about death and dying. And he had a very strong belief system in the eternality of life. He has taught in many arenas of his speaking and his books that your real self is not in this world. Therefore, in his opinion, death is irrelevant. I believe that one of our greatest fears is about death and dying. We came into this life form, we came into this reality and attached ourselves to everything. We attached ourselves to the people in our lives, fearful of ever having to let them go or say goodbye. We became attached to this experience that we call life, fearful and afraid that someday we will step away, we will cross a threshold and move on to another experience of life. And yet we will have to let this one go. We are looking at the idea of fear, facing the fear this entire month. And I thought it would be good to begin with this idea, with this reality that for many of us is such a key factor, such an intense part of our lives. We fear death. We fear having to say goodbye to our loved ones. And when we look at this, we can look at the idea of what is the eternality that we are taught about. What does that mean? It means that this is just a way station. This experience right here and right now is a stopping point. We've taken a break, and we've moved into form, and we're living this experience called planet Earth. And at some moment in time, we will transition from this to another expansion and expression of life. You see, when a loved one passes, 
they're not gone. They've just left their physical body. I know this to be true. I witnessed it firsthand with both of my parents. They've moved on to another expression of life. I talk to them every day. We can still talk to those that we love. A few years ago, my oldest grandson, Tyler, called me one morning, and he was really struggling. His great-grandfather had just um, made his transition, and it was unexpected. And T was having such a tough time with, with the losses in his life and people dying and, and didn't know where to put this and didn't know how to, to function and move forward, and so he was seeking some support. And what I kept assuring him of is that he could still talk to his great-grandpa because one of the things that was hurting him the most was he didn't have a chance to say goodbye. And so I was explaining to him of the relationship with my mom because she had made her transition a few years earlier and how I talked to her all the time. And she constantly sent me reminders that she's here. She still does. Butterflies. Now, sometimes there is other evidence, but most of the time it is a butterfly. And quite often, it is a brilliant yellow butterfly. And I'm explaining this to T on the phone and telling him that just look for, look for signs from your great-grandpa. You are loved by him. You are cherished by him. And he is not that far away. A few hours later, I got another phone call. T had gotten home that day from work and stepped up on the front porch and a brilliant yellow butterfly flew up to him and kind of circled his head and flew away. And he knew. He knew that not only was his great-grandma, my mother, reminding him that they were close, but it was also evidence to him of his great-grandpa. Now I know some of you are arguing with that idea. You're coming up with all of these reasons as to why this yellow butterfly just happened to show up on that particular day, on that particular afternoon. I, on the other hand, know exactly how that butterfly showed up. My mother sent it. Because that's my belief, that's my faith in how life is, not only here in this plane, but beyond. And I don't know about you, but I have lived in Colorado most of my life and this was the first time I ever heard of an account of a butterfly showing up in late October, because that's when this all took place. So let's look at this idea of faith and where we base our faith and how can we deepen it? How can we deepen our faith? What can we do? Well, I believe one of the first steps is to take it to prayer. I think many of you have probably heard the story of a little boy who climbed out of his bedroom window in a, in a three-story house and climbed out onto the roof and immediately started to slip and slide. And as he's gaining momentum and sliding down the roof and getting close to the edge of the roof, he starts praying. And he's praying, God, God, please save me. And in that moment, 
what happened was a nail caught on his pants and it halted his progress. And the little boy said, oh, never mind, God. I'm okay. I've got it now. And so I bring this to you today because how often do we do that? How often do we pray and something is demonstrated for us, there is something manifested to us, we get an answer, a response, and we convince ourselves it's something else. We look at it with doubt. We look at it with skepticism. And we say, no, God didn't do that. That was just a coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. Our talk title today is Skepticism, Doubt, and Faith. And I encourage you to move this week from the skeptical mindset, from the doubt of what's going on, and embrace the faith. And just remind yourself that this is God at work. This is God, Spirit at work. We teach in this philosophy spiritual mind treatment. We also call this affirmative prayer. This is such a beautiful context and a beautiful way to pray because when I was a kid, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, we would bargain with God. I had all these things I was going to do. If God was going to do this, I was going to do this. It was a horrible, horrible feeling. Pleading for spirit to do something that I needed to help me get through something. I remember in my teen years especially uh, praying about the test that I did not study for. And if I could just pass it with a C, we'd be good, God, and I'd do whatever. And then I came to Science of Mind and I discovered affirmative prayer and a beautiful process of speaking whatever it is I desire in the affirmative as though it is already here, right here, right now. I invite you to reflect on your experience of prayer. I invite you to quiet that mind that, that is attempting to doubt the process and question the process, that is coming forth with skepticism. And allow yourself to believe. Because every time we see a demonstration and every time we remind ourselves that this is God at work, we deepen in faith. When I work with a client who's doubtful, who's challenged, who's afraid, I let them know that I have the faith for both of us. Just remind yourself every time this comes up that I'm praying as well. And allow that to be assuring, comforting. Last week, I left you, I believe, and I apologize for this, I believe I left you with a little bit of a negative idea. I was talking about the article in the Science of Mind magazine written by Ernest Holmes. It's called The Contagion of Fear. And in parentheses, it says, to faith. And what I was talking about is how the energy of fear is highly contagious. We, we've seen that everywhere. But what I didn't tell you about is that Holmes goes on to talk about how to deepen faith and how to move past this. He says that we can move into a place of quiet, solitude, and that we can expect good to come forth. Even though everything around us looks like it's not going to happen, we can choose that. And he said, when we do this, when we go into prayer, we don't base our prayer on the previous experience. 
We don't, we don't go into prayer thinking about all the horrible things that went wrong in our life before. We focus on what can come forth, and we connect with the divine mind, which is present here and now in the positive. He says, the quickest and most effective method for getting rid of fear is to just go quiet. <laughs> we have lots of space for that right now. Go quiet and go within and lift up our thoughts to the idea of divine mind and that divine connection and knowing that we're not alone and that we are completely supported. He says this, let's not forget that if fear is contagious, faith is doubly so. So if you're having some challenges and struggling to deepen your faith, start associating with someone who has a great faith or greater faith than you believe you have. Start listening to those people and what they say. Start basing your mindset in that. And just choose to believe. I remember when I first came into this philosophy and I would sit with a practitioner and they would guide me through a prayer and I would think, oh my gosh, that was so amazing. Or I'd get a prayer in the mail or through email and I would read over the prayer over and over all week long. And I would tell myself, I'm going to pretend this is right. This is real. This is the truth. Until I didn't have to pretend anymore. Until it just became second nature with me. You see, there's no room for doubt in our prayers. We must move into them and through them with the belief system that says, this is coming forth. God's got this. Just remember, skepticism is not a rational way to look at reality. It is a method that once it enters our thoughts, it can destroy our faith. It's not reality. It's not caution. It's a made-up belief system. If you're going to make something up, why don't we make up faith? Why don't we choose that? Bob Proctor says this, Faith and fear both demand you believe in something you cannot see. They both demand you believe in something you cannot see. You choose. So this week, my encouragement to you is to choose, and to choose faith. Because trust me, your body, your being, your mindset, your mental health will feel better choosing faith over doubt and skepticism. This week, I encourage you to pray. Pay attention to the demonstrations that come forth, and know this is God. This is God answering our prayer. And if you're challenged and you're struggling, seek support. Reach out to one of our practitioners for prayer support. You see, when the one who is praying becomes convinced of the prayer, the prayer will automatically be answered. I have learned this lesson the hard way because when I pray, when I put something into that mind of God, it happens so quickly that I got to be ready. And there are times when I'm, I'm not even finished with the prayer and something shows up. It's about belief and it's about faith. This week, let's choose faith.
Please pray with me. And so as we move forward through this week and as we are reminded every minute of every day that we are connected to God, in God, as God, and of God, may we know that there is a power greater than any one of us and it supports us. It is moving us through this, whatever this is. It is leading us and guiding us to a better experience of life. And so what I know right here and right now is I know that each and every one of us gets to choose faith this week in our prayers, in our activities, in our conversations. May we know that the good and greatness that is God is with us and surrounding us. And what I also know today is I know that all people everywhere are coming together to seek solutions for all that is going on on this planet, moving us away from the violent acts, moving us to pay more attention to planet Earth and the care that it needs, building and rebuilding in the areas where we need to build and rebuild, and supporting one another in love. This is the beauty of humankind, each and every one of us. And this week, as we deepen in faith, we know, we know that good is coming forth, a better and brighter tomorrow. It's perfect, it's good, and by God, it is already done in the mind of God. I just simply let it go. I let it go and let it be, allowing spirit to move us through. And so it is. There's a feeling we all want Sometimes it seems impossible But it's truly what you came here for Let me show you how to feel it more A feeling once you learn to navigate Except and now you contemplate Shake on my friend and don't resist Feelings that start to feel the deep Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not hard when you choose